Hello and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast, the podcast specialising in Edinburgh football. From Hearts, Hibs, Edinburgh City and the teams in the Little League. Cam's alongside me. Cam, how are you doing this week? Ah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. What about yourself? Fine, thank you. Good Easter? Aye, great. Tracking Easter. Uh, my dad has this thing where... I think it's his favourite day of the year, Easter Monday, when all the eggs come down in price, and he just he's like a kid on Christmas. He just runs about, he <laughs> uh, goes out, comes back with about forty thousand eggs. So he's uh, he's been class yourself, mate. <laughs> um, Wasn't as good as that. There I, you go. I, 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 I tanned, I've thrown you there. Eh? I tanned the one Easter egg in about thirty seconds on Sunday oh, morning. So child. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Calm, the running order tonight. We'll start with Hibs. We'll move on to Hearts. We'll then preview the Edinburgh Derby. We'll then speak Edinburgh City, and then we'll move to our lone league sides. Calm Hibbs, uh, 0-0 with Celtic, we spoke about the importance and the expectancy of an improved Hibbs compared to the last time they played Celtic and the word aggression would certainly come into that and that's definitely what we've seen on, on Sunday. Yeah, I think the majority of Hibbs fans were looking at it as this is um, Hakenbottom's not first real big test because that, that was the derby but... Um, to see how how much he'd learned from the pretty much the schooling that Celtic gave Hibs yep. in the in the quarter final of the Scottish Cup because Hibs just barely laid a glove that day and and so I think an improved performance was definitely required and within five minutes Hibs were causing Celtic more problems than they had in the whole ninety absolutely that quarter final it was a night and day yeah it's just really encouraging signs from Heckenbottom. I think the big thing, I mean, we can speak about head start and there was chances there, you know, maybe just taking the wrong option, maybe even a pass instead of a shot or a, a shot instead of a, a pass and you know, the one that got fired across goal from Horgan, which was just tiny to be tapped in, just didn't quite happen. But the main t- tactical thing we spoke about in the show last week, Cam, you were expecting Omi Younger to do a job on Scott Brown and it was uh, a good performance I've seen from any player against Scott Brown this season. Yeah, I think that I'm not his biggest fan, but he does very well at, at this level, and a lot of a lot of play goes through him. He's he's pretty much untouchable with with the referees, sort of like sort of like the mafia and the police. Eh? Like that's <laughs> so it's that's what it looks like. He's just bribed off everyone, so he just gets away with everything. But it's <clears throat> uh, he, um, uh, was brilliant, but the whole could he have slipped in Camberry instead of having a shot himself? Scott Bean didn't exactly look. Uh, convincing in the sticks, but I thought Hibbs more than merited uh, a share of the share of the points there. They could could have won the game, could have lost, but I think I think a draw was probably a fair result at the end of the day. Marciano had a few cracking saves, and yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree, absolutely agree. I think speaking about that aggression, we opened the the segment with the, with the aggression we spoke about Hibbs. One of the you wouldn't have seen it because you were at the game, but the, the highlights certainly when I was watching on the TV was when uh, Malin puts a tackling on on Lustig. And uh, I think there's a little bit of conversation going on between him and Lennon on the bench, and it was quite funny. Um, I'm fairly certain he tells <coughs> Neil Lennon to shut the up. Correct. Um, yeah. So, so it's but it was, and there's something I want to speak about as well when it comes to Heckingbottom. You know, reading things out this week, we'll go back to the game, but reading things coming out from Heckingbottom this week about saying he loves this group of players, and it's it's showing that that team just needed a bit of confidence, didn't it? Yeah. It needed an arm around the shoulder. He's coming out and saying he loves these players. He's clearly offering that arm around the shoulder and he's getting the rewards because of it. Oh. Whereas Lennon was that headmaster, Miss Trunchbull type. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think if you if you look at Celtic's results since Neil Lennon's come in and you look at 
if you speak to Celtic fans about him getting the job full time in the summer, they're looking at that and I mean what well, Hearts Hearts and Rangers that took a late, late goal to beat them and both teams were down to ten men. You had Dundee. Dundee, it's yeah. a last minute goal. I mean draws at home to Aberdeen and Livingston in the league and now another draw against Hibs. So yeah. they've not exactly been setting the header alight. Uh um, and I just think that yeah, it was, Hibs got it was, a better deal there. Hibs got a far better deal. Yeah. Last couple of points. You mentioned that there, Marciano. Outstanding, wasn't it? Outstanding. Uh, Brian, Brian. There's two series now we've seen yeah. almost identical, though the, the Edward one with the one at Kilmarnock, yeah. with Kilmarnock with, with John Jones. Almost identical. Staying he just, big. He just gets that yeah. big big hand up. I think, honestly, I've, I've said this before, but on his day, he is easily the best keeper in Scotland, mm. um, without a shadow of a doubt. And yeah, you can just see it from the performances he puts in, the type of saves that he makes. Uh, he's just he's been fantastic. As a as a goalkeeper, there's something that I like. What something I like about Marciano. Okay, he maybe palms quite a lot, mm. but I think that's just a but continental but type. It is, yeah. but the thing is, though, Cam, he makes a decision early. I'm not catching this I'm pamming this mm-hmm. and when he does that it goes out for throw-ins it goes well out for corners there's never a moment that he has that moment I'm going to catch this oh no I'm going to pam it mm-hmm. and then it lands at the feet five, f- five yards away and then, there's, then it's then it's then it's a 50-50 for a tapping you know he makes a decision early even the header from uh, Simunovic in the last seconds yeah. there just after the Edward he, said he gets that could he have held it? possibly but He's uh, he, does, the post, he does enjoy a wee camera save. But it goes, out for, a, but it goes so out for a corner, though. So he makes decisions early, and I don't mind that. Shaw. The next point on Shaw. I mean, <laughs> I was going to text you saying that's that Celtic's got the three points now when Shaw came on. He's had two golden opportunities. And for me, he, he, he's he's not improving, is he, Cal? He's not improving. Uh, you're talking about confidence there. And... Ollie Shaw is a player who is lacking confidence, mm. I think, at this moment in time. When he breaks, I think I think it's... The one for me, co- it's the first one that's the issue. I think what were you going to say about it? Right, straight away. Um, <laughs> not even getting to finish my point here. No, I think, I think the thing is, he has felt the sort of wrath of the supporters a little bit. Yeah. Whereas before he was maybe protected, but it's now... That that chat. Uh, there's been a few occasions this season where he's sort of ran through, or he's had the opportunity to run through, and his his touches let him down. But he takes a great touch. He gets into the box, but it's the second touch that kills him. And I think that it's purely just a lack of confidence. He's not wanting to shoot there. He is wanting to pass that, uh, pass it to the edge of the box where there was no Hibs player waiting. But I think it is. It comes down to a lack of confidence within Ollie Shaw, and he just. I think it's very plain to see he just needs a goal. Um, The second one I can sympathise with in terms of the closest he is to being. mm -hmm. You know, he literally, all he can do is make contact with it. You know, it could hit his shin pad and go in the corner. He kind of catches it quite clean, actually, but it hits Bain. But it's the first one, that one you're talking about, isn't he? He's played it on the angle. You're just driving, shit your left, have a shot with the left foot and see what happens. But like you say... You definitely didn't say say shot there (laughs) first time, but... Um, Last point as well. We spoke about it uh, before the game. Calm was looking at that bench now that Hibs had on Saturday, eh, Sunday, should I say? Mm-hmm. What a difference! What a difference! Yeah, um, it's absolutely massive. Instead of it being filled with kids, you've got quality that you can bring on. Thomas Agupong, Ryan Gold, Spectre, uh, Bartley. There, it's just yeah. massive difference. Massive. Yeah. 
Okay, Cal. We'll move on to Hearts before we preview the Derby Hearts. Saturday lunchtime kickoff. We spoke about the difficulties they actually faced thus far against Rangers. Gerard seems to have the number on the Craig number on Levine, Craig Levine. Yeah, yeah and it, it just continued again, Cal. I, mean, I think Hearts obviously trying to be, do something a little bit different. They try to play through the lines. They're perhaps thinking if we can break the initial press that Rangers were doing, mm-hmm. they could have got success. But almost two identical type goals when you think about yeah. the, the way they come around. For me, there's something that is funny. I, I know you know the level I played at and the level of the SPL entirely different. But Gary Jarn always he hated centre halves playing straight passes. Hated it. He said if you're passing it, even me as a goalie or a centre half, angles on everything. Because if you do, you know if someone loses it, but it's at an angle, then you've got cover from your defenders. Suitors out wide, but he plays a straight pass for me in, into. I think it's Whiten actually that maybe loses yeah, it initially. Yeah, for the first one, yeah. And then it's one pass and it's just straight through. And in the second goal as well, we spoke yes. about it as well, Jim. I know it was open and Bosnich takes too long, but Jim stands and Jack and him are side by side. But then Jack puts it in. Jack's 20 yards ahead of, of Jim, at least 20 yards ahead of Jim. <sighs> Concerning goals to concede, because we can just speak about the two together because they're almost identical. Well, they are. And. <clears throat> The, the the big thing is lack of awareness, the talking on the park. I mean, where is the where's the shouting man on? You know, the classic even even from the stands, but <laughs> why is why is no one talking in that hearts team saying, Oh no, look and yeah, you're right, it is far too easy and I mean it's been a while since we mentioned this, but a few months ago we did say, Look, it's very unlike hearts to concede soft goals like that and they were, I mean, carbon copies, 100%, you're correct. But the how quickly Rangers broke off them and how slow hearts were to react. Correct. That's that's the worrying thing. Agreed. That's the worrying thing because you've got the Scottish Cup final, and I know we will talk about that more in advance, but that that's, that's the sort of exactly what Celtic will do. Yeah. They, will, they will press hearts high, and if they nick it, they will get the ball forward quickly. And if Hearts are struggling against Rangers, who, you know, take nothing away, that's a that's a fantastic result to go to Tinkas and come away with three points, three goals. But to to lose the goal so easily, that's the concerning thing. I, I think, and there's a few chances where Rangers had, and it was just as you said, the reaction. It was, and I don't want to say it's too you know too bluntly, but it was almost like a down tools mm-hmm. attitude well, of you know what the you, you you made the point earlier, but yeah the. The Arnold June, sorry, June, with him just standing there, and well, he doesn't stand, he, he jogs back. But I'm not gonna lie, if that's as fast as he can go, I'd have him in a spin. <laughs> now, there's no way that a professional footballer should just be letting Ryan Jack, Ryan Jack's not the quickest. No, no he's he's not an absolute speed demon. You no. could understand if it was like Candace, maybe, who's got a wee bit of pace about him, and they're busting away from him. But that's not that's not Ryan Jack's game. Mm. Ryan Jack gets forward quickly, but June could easily keep up with him. And it's just exactly mm. what you're saying, that lack of determination, yep. the down tools, the sort of, oh, I can't even be bothered, eh? And that's all just right. Just roll on me. That's all roll right at fives. Me. That's all right at fives. <laughs> no when you're getting paid... Yeah, thousands of pounds yeah. a week to, to do that and I mean it's another tactical point that we can speak about with Hearts was clearly we're trying as you said clearly we're trying to play through the lines thinking Rangers will press high we can one or two passes and break that press and we'll get in that was obviously I'm thinking what the tactic was 
But first rule of fullbacks, Callum, in the basic sense, going right back to boys' clubs, when one fullback goes high, I never played fullback. <laughs> but everyone knows it. When one fullback goes high, Callum. The other one tucks round, they make a back three. Am I right? That's a four at the back. That's, um, that is what happens. Years ago, years ago, aye. But I mean, I feel like nowadays with the, the roles that fullbacks have in football, but, I mean, you've got mean, how, many, how many times have you seen it where a fullback crosses, it goes too long, and who's who's the other, who's the guy picking that up? Yeah, I mean, you look but, at what, what I would say now is you're sort of a holding midfielder will drop back and make a three. Hmm. And your when you're two seeing... fullbacks will, will bomb forward. Yeah. I take that. Ha! I take no, 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 but I, I take that point. But well, we've seen what June was like in there. Mm-hmm. June couldn't do it; he couldn't get back. And the other worrying point as well, Cam, is we know what is Hearts' weakness in defence is the pace, the lack yep. of pace. I mean, the second goal, Smith's away in the right-hand touchline to pass it inside to June. Burns is away on the left, so when it does get lost, the gap. Mm-hmm. It's so wide between Suter and Bet or Bera and Suter isolated for that second goal. Smith can't get back, Burns can't get back round, Jum isn't he, isn't he bothered and then it's a goal. So it's just again something what I don't you? know. Something I understand trying to play through lines and open the game up, but sometimes know your players and the best chance that Hart's got was the direct Uchi flicks it on and you're speaking about confidence with Shaw. Well there's confidence waiting as well. That's a big chance. Yeah. And and how basic is that? One ball, one flick on, and then that's the big, the big chance. The thing is, with, with Ollie Shaw, he's sort of been on the bench a lot, but he's playing in a team that's doing well at this moment in time. Yeah. Craig Whiten is coming in as a sort of, look here, you need to you need to do something because we're struggling. Yeah. And that ramps the pressure up. To say he's had a good start on at Tynecastle is... You know, nowhere near the marquees. I don't. I don't think he's scored yet for Hearts. Um, well, if he has, there's not many. <laughs> it's definitely something that is worrying, and I mean that's not that's not a tapping. You know, it's not an easy chance for him to take. No. But go ahead, target. You've got to hit the. Go ahead, go target. Hit the target there. Make make McGregor make a save. Third goal. It's just easy again. Again, it's though, but the, again. I mean, you know. There's two players standing out wide for the, for the short corner. How slow do Hearts react to get out? I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a decent ball at the back post. Let's be honest. I mean, it's a good, it's a good ball at yeah. the back post. One that any touch well, put to it in. Well, to be fair, the ball was moving. Well, yeah. I mean, we can speak about all day. The ball, but the ball was moving. That should have been noticed. But it's the reaction to going close. Was was it going to affect the outcome of the game? No, I don't think no. so. I don't. I don't think Hearts were were going to come back from two 0 down. But look, the ball was moving. That that shouldn't have counted. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, it's and even even the the Hearts goal, Stephen McLean. It's, a, it's actually a really nice ball in from Mulroney. Mulroney does well. He does. McLean does well to in between the two Rangers defenders. Interesting celebration. Are you going to mention? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> where I was going with it. Yeah. Because yeah, now rumor has it it's to his dad who sits. It was a double. The, it was a double. Aye, so I, I don't know, and I mean. There's, and that's exactly what Scott Brown did in the old firm. There's, there's definitely <laughs> something there. Eh? I mean, why, why on earth would you do it to the like? Oh, fans, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, Lee Griffiths did it, what seven years ago to Hibs fans. So when he was getting, I think he was getting that team was getting a lot of abuse that maybe yeah. wasn't doing well enough. So perhaps it's along those lines. Yeah. But it's tr- interesting. It's, 
It's definitely something. I mean, the the, the reasoning behind it of he does it to his to his dad who sits in the the main stand. <laughs> Must be some relationship they've got. I, but then I'm sitting there going, he scored goals, and I've not seen that. Nah, agreed. So agreed. I, something interesting. I, I think was, was it down to the fact that there was maybe the atmosphere was there was a lot of booze I don't know I wasn't at the game but was there a lot of booze there was it to well, fans that were giving the team pelters and he's just going you know I what think, get that around you I think the thing is there is a growing apathy amongst mm. the amongst the heart support towards the team and you know the way this season started and the way it's it's going to finish uh, it's it's absolutely night and day the, the way but I mean my friends that were there season ticket holders they are they left at half time, you know, two 0 down uh, to Rangers and thinking, well, we're not getting back into this. It's a lovely day. I'd rather sit in the pub than <laughs> uh, sit and watch this. And that's that's the worrying thing. Like, and this is now filtered into the Derby ticket sales. Yeah, because it's. I well, mean, in years gone by, recently, they were sold out like that. I mean, you know, well, for for me, I think the the last notable time that I can remember Hearts not selling all their tickets for a derby. In rapid was time. No, 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 like not selling all their tickets mm. was 2007. And it was after... after it, was the league a, cup. it was the derby after the League Cup. Yeah. And, you know, Hearts took about half a stand. I tell you what, the ones that didn't buy a ticket probably wish that they had. That was <laughs> um, that was some derby for, for a, a Hearts fan that day. Um, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, look... Hibs fans, I've seen a lot on Twitter about, you know, oh, can he sell all the tickets, blah, 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 but hey. You've I've, been there as well, though. I have been, <laughs> I have been several times to Tynecastle where the best part of the day was to walk along Russell Road okay. before the game, sorry. I mean, after the game, it was horrendous, but, you know, you like, Hibs, Hibs used to take half a stand, if, if that, and it's only been the sort of the last three or four years where... I think ever since the sort of championship, Hibs have yep. Hibs have sold out the but Hibs always used to go to a general sale, uh, so I think that it is <clears throat> sending a message to to Budge at this moment in time that look fans aren't happy yeah, and absolutely. like they're not going to hurt the club, but I mean like my friends are going to renew season tickets etc. But they just not enjoying going to see Hearts mm. at this moment in time and I think that's I think there's a lot of Hearts fans out there who were like I don't care about the, the rest of the league but you know cup final go to that and but as players you speak about all the time and before we go to Derby you can't just switch it on and off you can't mm. you can't do a month of down in tools and then suddenly no the fans can I'm talking purely from yeah, a but fans the, but the point players, of view but I'm players talking about the players just... they can't just switch this off they can't just switch off the next no. four weeks and, and think to, no. to rock up here and just uh, you know, it just can't happen. So the Derby count, massive. Two away wins in a row. Yeah. In the uh, Derby, it's been, it's been a while since. It's been a while since that. that absolutely, I'd like to. Yeah. I'd actually like to look that up. Um, no, I'm a Hibs win. A Hibs win. Do you think that secures Hearts sixth place? If that makes sense, Raymond. Yeah, I think. I think if 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 Hibs win on Sunday, then Hearts Hearts will finish sixth. Mm. I think. Yeah. Uh, just. With the fixtures that are remaining, I think, because Hearts have two two more away and sort of one at home. Although so that was, but I think that, yeah, I would say that Hearts would be consigned to sixth again for the second mm. consecutive season. Yeah. 
Where do you see it going? It's interesting because Hibs are now... I mean, when was the last time that Hibs went into a derby as as favourites in a, in a position? And what I mean is the team with all the form, the team with... The, you know, Hibs have sold out tickets. Well, Hearts have got... are struggling to sell tickets. Hearts... Well, I think it seems you, down tools, but... You look at both both derbies post-January last season. I think both derbies, Hibs went in as favourites. Uh, got the result in one, didn't get the result in the other. But I think both of them, Hibs definitely went in as, as favourites. But I think that, look, the old favourites tag and form goes out the window and everything when you're talking about a derby... It's a nice little sound bite, but honestly, hearts hearts need a performance. Agreed. And talking about purely just to get fans fans excited for the cup final because I mean, it, look, it doesn't matter what happens between now and then. You you still wake up on cup final day and you think right, got a chance. We've got a yeah. chance. We've got a chance. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know. So, I think that especially with the way Celtic played there, hearts if if hearts can mobilised and they've got a very good chance of getting something well getting the result in the cup final but I think Hearts need a performance purely just for the fans I think Craig Levine needs a result you know if if Hearts go there and Hibs find themselves two up in this like 15 minutes then that's going to be mm. absolute I think there's a lot of Hearts fans I mean I don't know I don't know if it's the majority of Hearts fans, but certainly the more vocal Hearts fans want to see Craig Levine gone. So yeah, but if he goes, he's only going to go upstairs. Go upstairs, and that's <laughs> well. I t- I don't know if if Hearts fans would want that because when he was director of football, he was authorizing the three year deals for Connor Salmon for Mallory Martin. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another. That's we could go on all day uh, about could, the league. Uh, that's, that's, the, the derby itself. Are you expecting this to be? As it's been the last, the last two. I mean, the, the one in Halloween was horrific, but yeah, the, yeah. the last two where it's been. Assuming two. I think. I think the. They've probably the, all been on their own way pretty horrific. The, but the derby a couple of weeks ago was actually very. One of the I ones. thought. I thought that was back to two different styles. Back to when the the derby was actually a game that you yeah. look forward to to watch. But I think, well, Hearts Hearts are missing a few players as has been like the sort of story of the season. I don't mm. think that Peter Herring will make it. And uh, it's, it's definitely definitely going to be tough for Hearts, I think. Sean Clare will come back in. I think he missed it. I think he was ill before the game yeah. on, on Saturday. So. One of one of the most ridi- more ridiculous rumours I heard was that he was in the mill until closing time on Friday night. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> yeah. He spewed up all over the, the dressing room before the game. Uh, I I don't know where th- these these rumours come from. I would absolutely adore it if that was true. You know, Sean Sean Flair just walking about the mill doing his doing his Ric Flair impression as always. But <laughs> no, can't see it. Um, yeah, Darby. Okay, well, we will do our predictions later. But yeah, it's a it's a big one because Heb, I think no. I think you're right. I think if uh, Hearts win, then it's the fifth sixth battles on again. Yeah, Hibs win, and I think I think Hearts will right. finish sixth. Yeah, but I think look, it's. It's more of a test now for, for Heckenbottom because he won his first derby. Mm, that's true. And his second one has come around yeah. so soon afterwards. And look, a lot was made at the start of the season about Craig Levine, Christoph Berra, 
saying, look, hearts should be above hips, the natural order. Um, it was a great soundbite at the time, but, you know, a lot was made of hearts wanting to finish above hips. And after the start, start of the season that they had and the way it's looking now... It was 11 points back in February. You know, yeah, not, so it's, it's definitely one that... <laughs> You would, you would just, exp- I mean, it's a derby, you're expecting 100% commitment, but if Doom is not going to track Ryan Jack back, is he going to track Stevie Mallon? Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to track Daryl Horgan? I'll tell you right now, he's going to have to. Yeah. Okay, moving on to League Two with Edinburgh City, and I think now we're just, we're now just saying they've just got to try and find a win to go into the playoffs with some sort of of confidence because well, just just a win so they remember what it feels like. Yeah. It's been a bit of a, it's been it's been a tough it's been a tough wee while for, for the citizens and I think before I speak about the game, I think we need to also remember a bit of realisation here. I think we all maybe got everyone maybe got a little bit carried away of where Ember City were and we're speaking about titles and titles and titles and when you sit back and strip it you know, strip it all back and sit down and you review the season it's been a remarkable season. To think that Edinburgh City yeah. would be sitting third in the league at this moment in time with two games to go. If you were to tell any of those players that with two games to go, you're third, they would have gone, absolutely, I I'll th- take that, where does I sign? I think, I think you're absolutely spot on, but... The manner that it's happened, I know. Yes, yes, and that's that's why I think that there is frustration. Like, I mean, they were running away with the league, it was going to be you know over before Easter. And I think the problem is that if the results had been sort of like Annan's, you know, Annan's season or even Clyde's season, you know, which I mean, Clyde have had a fantastic run in the middle of that. But if if they were sort of up and down and, you know, two wins, a draw, a defeat and then Four wins a win, one, one draw, know, uh, so something along those lines and it was, you know, yeah. ebbed and flow all season, mm-hmm. then you're sitting there going, oh, third, what the, what a season, what a season. Mm-hmm. The problem is that it was so fantastic so early on so quickly it was just oh my god and then like going to Arbroath and thumping them 4-1 it just if big wins I was looking at them big wins you know I was even looking I found some notes on earlier podcasts it was like 1-0 away to Clyde and things like that you know it was winning, just, up, at, winning up at Peterhead they've not lost to Peterhead this season um, I think the even just the win over Alwa mm-hmm. that's massive they were 2-0 down, down yeah. coming back to, to two weeks that sort of fighting spirit but it's yeah, it's been tough the last last week. What? And I think you know you can do all the the tactics. You can speak about you know one fullback going, one fullback sitting in, and all this thing about not getting broke down. Um, all these different things that you could do in training and speak about, but it's three long throws on Saturday that have cost Edinburgh City three points. And well, the thing is, the reason that they didn't make. The Iron Brew final was the well, that boy. That throw. boy. Any time the ball was out of play, the boy was doing uh, a long throw. But I mean, like, <laughs> but the, yes, the, I know. The, the long throws, and you know, you thought that that sort of went out the game when Robbie Nielsen and Rory Delap retired. But it's well, it's effective. Clearly, absolutely. You know, as it's a free shot, a ball in the box. Yeah, and <laughs> look, it's they're disappointing. They're, they're disappointing goals. Very disappointing goals, I think. But the the most disappointing thing is not the manner of the defeat. It's not it's not the way that the goals were lost. It's the fact that City led twice. Mm. 
and you know we're talk literally just saying there the battling spirit quality that they had on show when they they came from two 0 down against Aloha who are you know probably I don't know they're 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 fighting for their lives in the championship I mean they're two leagues above you know it's it, and it's this <sighs> to throw away you know one 0 and two one it's very un Edinburgh City like yeah it has been of late yeah absolutely absolutely agree but you know I look at social media with Albion Rovers and they've they're a team that have they've got that that close t- team spirit to go we are giving everything to stay in this league and mm. I look at I look at the, the, the hashtags whatever you want to call it that they're, they're putting on there and, and fair play to them the turnaround has been, been remarkable and obviously mm-hmm. they've got a long throw in their in their armoury and they're using it to their strength but isn't it amazing how you can speak about all the tactics, etc., but if you can't comes just win down. the first, it comes out of three, three long throws. I mean, just... Yeah, it's it's poor, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the the What turned out to be the winning goal, you know, it's just long throw, flicked on, flicked on. Great finish, take absolutely nothing away. Smart finish. <laughs> <laughs> not having that? Um, I don't, you're just angry because I beat you to that. Absolutely not, no. <laughs> No. It is a good finish, though, isn't it? It's, it's a good finish. It is a very, very good finish from the boy. And look, take nothing away from Albion Rovers. They've we said it was going to be tough for Edinburgh City, but I genuinely thought that they would have just gone down and got got a really good um got a really good result. But uh It's a tough place to go, Clifton Hill, actually, because it's in terms of the the Edinburgh City do have players that can play the ball on the ground and they can they can pass it through as we're speaking about hearts you know try to play through the, the play through the lines so to speak but Clifton Hills absolute bobble city like it's it's bad it's, it's tough so it doesn't surprise me that Albion Rovers have thought right how can we get success long throws corners set pieces keep the ball off the deck <laughs> yeah absolutely that old absolutely. adage yeah, keep yeah. the ball off the deck but Elgin this weekend now Elgin you know before I played in League 2 I didn't really know much about Elgin but ever since when I went into League 2 that season started great and then February, March, April just poof, catapulted <laughs> downwards last season I think it was similar up there in the playoffs then suddenly boom this season uh, some run that they're on some run some run seven defeats in a row yep. one win at the last ten eight defeats in the last ten if this what what time to play in Bra City then? <laughs> you know, um two two teams If in, that's Hibs you know, it's an Elgin yeah, win. Two two <laughs> teams in pretty pretty abysmal form, really. Um City lost their last three, first time this season they've lost three in a row. I mean it mm. was a it was a mainstay of of previous seasons, but this season it's it's definitely been rare and I think look, this is massive. This is absolutely massive. I think it's what, what a team that are not only devoid of confidence on a shocking run, it's a team that have literally nothing to play for. Yeah. You know, the, these Elgin boys are on the beach. You know, it literally, they're, they're not going down. They're not. Yeah. And, and literally, just great team to play at home. Yep. Get, get a result. Get the win, get the confidence. One league game away from home, give it all you've got, another three points, suddenly you're two wins on a bounce, and then you're going into the playoffs. Correct. That's a bit of a positive. Another positive that came out today, Calm, Blair Henderson, of course, within the nominations for the League 2 Player of the Year. Now, 
hundred percent definitely deserves to be there. Um, deserves to win the awards. So Absolutely, uh, it it should be his. The only the only thing that I, I was uh, slightly confused by is the fact that no Peter Headlers. Yeah, I think it's strange as well. Um, but strength in, in numbers, perhaps. Yeah. In all honesty, look, what a season he's had. Hundred percent deserves to win Player of the Year because. Well, purely for the simple fact, where would Edinburgh City be without his goals this year? Agreed. Agreed. Uh, he's the top top goal scorer in Scotland. He's going to win, you know, the Tartan Boot, and I think, <laughs> I think that yeah, he's been an absolute revelation. What a season! And if he doesn't win it, then There's something <sighs> got so absolutely wrong. Especially with, you know, a couple of Clyde players that he's up against. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he will win. I think he will win. Well, he should. He should. Okay, moving on to the Lone League, our Lone League size, Callum. Spartans, a win would guarantee, absolutely, would have guaranteed uh, top four. And they've got that. And it's a nice high-scoring result. Yeah. You, were, you, were, you were at the game, Callum. What, Quite entertaining. What, what a game we choose to go along to. Um, yeah, no. Eight goals could have been at least double that. I think Spartans... Just brilliant. They were thoroughly deserved. I mean, what a day for it as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was surprised. I Fact of thirty on? Oh no, I didn't. Eh, because I, I looked out and I was like, ah, it's hot. But I mean, it'll be fine. <laughs> surprised I didn't get burnt. But I mean, if I'm honest, they scored some fantastic goals. Mm. I mean, player Atkinson got his hat trick. He could have had his hat trick in the first half. Mm. Um, just the first goal, the touch. That's I mean that's the most impressive thing. Yeah. So ball through, I'm sure it was a uh, Maxwell that goes through, and uh, that touch, brilliant, and he just lobs it over. And yeah. what what has been said on this podcast by yourself, you've played one, David Greenhill, who's played one. Um, he's got he's got that ability, uh, in in his locker, and pff, I mean he lobs it over, and then you know not not long after his second goal. Drills that into the bottom corner from twenty mm, yards. I know, and it's just the wee man's got that. You know, I think when you play against them, you think as a defender, you probably go up against them and think, you know, I'll bullet him. Who's this? Who's this wee laddie type thing? You know, ah. but he's got a good turn of pace. He's got a good touch. His acceleration's frightening, but he's he just needs to add that consistency in front of goal. And he does that. Mm-hmm. I, he he can be a top top player. I honestly, there's no doubt about that. He was one of the players when I, when I joined Spartans. I was like, God, who's this boy? You know, because instantly he was scoring goals all the time over that pre-season when I joined. Um, but he just needs to turn. I mean, I don't know. But as you said, you, you could have had trick in the first half. Could have. Had, I mean, to you be know? fair, it was a very good save from the the Cumberland goalkeeper. I just think that all over the park on on Saturday, Spartans were Spartans were really impressive. You know, you've got the midfield that is very very settled. You know, yeah. Aaron Scott is. Well, I think well, it's still his best game for me was against Civil Service a few weeks ago, but yeah. he's just like a duck to water. Um, I was a wee, a wee bit concerned when Blair Tomey went off uh, injured in the first half. I mean, I'm not saying that I was concerned about Chen's performance or anything, but when Chen goes in uh, the middle of the defence, but I think Adam Corbett at half-time spent literally every... Every second of half time, out doing stretches on mm. on the park, and I was like, 
who are they bringing because it was only 2-1 at this point mm. uh, who are they bringing on to to deal with if, if Corbett if Adam Corbett well, has to simple, go off Cam, going by some of the team of the years presumably you just put a striker at certain half <laughs> We'll, we'll go on we'll go on this week I, I did in my head I was like did they just put Dawson back there because he's that tall you know he's like he's just yeah. like he'd win things in the air and like yeah possibly um, Subo but, actually played there once well I was thinking it was it, it was for, either him or for Ember City but after the game he said I don't like playing there you've got to think too much <laughs> so uh, you know ruled that one out but even Mike Heard or something back three but, yeah, but no, you're right no you're I right I think uh, right. That, that was my only sort of concern about Spartans they came out in the second half got the got the third goal very very early on but I mean they came out for the second half and could have easily scored two or three uh, before before they even got the got the third did they win a canter yes. did they win but did they enforce? Did they force the issue? Did they press high? Did they win the ball back? Did they play quickly, sharply? Cumbernauld couldn't get near them. Well, um, there was so it was a good. It wasn't just Cumbernauld were just no wash. Like, couldn't be bothered. Spartans played well. Well, to be fair, when it went to four from, five from perhaps. from where from like, where I stand, obviously the boys uh, that are on the bench for the opposition are warming up, and judging from them talking about. Well, to be fair, one of them thought that the showers were class because they were cold, but um, none of them were really too fussed about being there. And mm. I think some of them possibly down tools. I mean, the red card comes purely from frustration. Mm. I think Spartans were just moving the ball around far too quickly. Uh, boy comes absolutely straight through the back of Davy Greenhill. That's the sort of curse of being on the podcast. Something bad happens <laughs> the week after. And I think... The boys in the crowd that were like, there was no contact. It's like, what game are you watching? Um, <laughs> another little tidbit um, when <laughs> Blair Atkinson should have got his hat trick in the first half. Um, I turned around and went, oh, he's got a score. Linesman turns around to me and goes, ah, oh, but he's a great player, eh? I'm like, all right. <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to be yeah, biased here, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, the, I think the, the surprise. With the fourth goal when Ovi goes through, like he, to the amount of space that he had, yeah, it was surprising. like I like directing that, and I I could see that he was just like, oh wait, I can just turn around and run here, <laughs> and on goal, uh, yeah, two fair. two good finishes from Jason Stevens, a guy that's not scored as many as he should have. Yeah, you're right. This this season, um, I think that's the first time I've I've seen him score. So definitely, mm. and look, it was a thoroughly deserved win. They could have had double figures, and that's not me. Exaggerating in no. any way, shape, or form, they easily could have gone. Well, they didn't even really have to go through the gears. They was passing the ball about very, very comfortably. Uh, but there was a couple of hairy moments, you know, coming all equalising sh- as soon as Spartan scored, and yeah. then when they went down to ten men and got back to three two, with what was talking about direct. That was, and I think <laughs> that see, this is where I was concerned about. And Corbett's injury because he just loses f- flight of the ball. Yeah. Um, it's a long, long ball, and then it's just you know Carswell, no chance really. So, but you know I could have played goals for Spartans. Yeah, nothing to do. Yeah, big game Friday night. Massive. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that is the focus now. Is this League Cup? They've got one cup final in the bag in the bank. Yeah, to come. 
worry about that when that comes round. But this one, this is a big, you know, because they could oh. easily they could easily finish season with two trophies, which would be to, to me a success considering. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. That, that 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 run that they had September to. Aye. Uh, uh, sort of like late November. Yeah, the turn of the year. That that that, that stretch. That was that was definitely it. But I think. But they, for me, this this, it's a must win for for a couple of reasons. It's a must win to for potential silverware. It's a must win because the fact of the matter is, Bonnie are in playoffs for the next couple of weeks. This is yeah. If they don't, if they don't win, if they don't win Friday. It's potentially three weeks until the cup final. And that demoralising. Demor- talking about, you can't turn it on and off. That's that's exactly it. You you would be going through games and just absolutely nothing. Next round um, as well, Ember Uni or Vale for those which, two teams. Yeah. You know, as uh, having seen Spartans against Edinburgh Uni already, you know the. Good chance of of coming through that same same with Vale leaving, but um, look, I think that it's a massive game. Kelly obviously, they've they're undefeated against Kelly this season. I'm sure that they would like to keep that keep, going. Keep that going. Yeah. Uh, I think that Kelly have had a bit of an up and down sort of season. They had they they took all the all three points. It was just the last sort of few weeks. They took all three points to the Christy Gillis, probably. Probably a draw was a fair result that day. I think uh, I don't think they deserved the uh, the three points, but you've got two absolute thumpings from mm. East Kilbride mixed taken in there. Two points of the top four this season. You know, and that is they're probably saying that's that's not good enough for where they want to be. Mm-hmm. But looking at it, this this could be a massive game. Mm. Big game. Massive game. Friday night football at big game for Kelly as well. Well, aye, but on the same token. But what but what I mean is they they'll be looking as well. This is their last chance of some sort of job there as is their first season in the own league. The so. only chance really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I think that it's gonna be a very, very good game, two good teams and yeah, I'll be I'll be there. So yeah. Ember Uni, that's a disappointing one to finish in the season with that. To lose yeah. to lose to bottom of the league. To lose to bottom of the league and, you know, go down to ten men, I think it's just by all accounts, I think Whitehill had had the better of better of the game, and you know as a sort the sort of football romantic in me, um, hmm. what a what nice sort of way for them to end the the, the lone league season with with a win I'm, after after already being relegated. I think that that's. You know, I think far. unfortunately you're going to see a big change in the lone league over the next couple of years. I think if you go down now, oh, I think that if you go down, then it's. It's going to take it's, it's, some it's, some time. It's going to be difficult to mm-hmm. to get back in. I think you're looking at that Premier Division that has been put together, and I'm telling you right now, if you strong, if, if you're in that round robin, you know Pennycook, uh, Boyner again, Broxman, Broxman, and mm-hmm. if you're in that round robin, you are wanting to win that this time because pff, some of those games are going to be. Mm. It's it's like a it's a massive game every single week. Mm-hmm. If you if you get off to a bad start, that's it. You're gone. And we even look at like likes of Lothian, Callum. I mean, Lothian last season were pushing Kelly for the league, and it was yeah. it was I think they played each other twice in the last couple of games, and both of them are right there, and Kelly got over the line. But Lothian aren't even in that Premier. Yeah, they've not even made it in. So you've got to think, you know, within a year they've gone from almost lone league to not even the Premier in, yeah. in East of Scotland. It's it's a right tough. It's basically the Super League. Yeah, it's, it's 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 going to be very difficult for a lot of teams to get out of that. Especially, but back to Ember Uni. Yeah, sorry, we'll go we'll yeah. go back to Ember Uni, and yeah, it's a disappointing one. 
Yeah. Disappoint one, but a good chance to to bounce back this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're playing a team that only last well, ten days ago they they, they beat six 0 Okay, mm-hmm. helped by the by goalkeeping issues of, of Vale. Uh, Vale actually got a decent point, I think, last week for me going down to Dalbiti away from home. And we know how well Dalbiti have been doing over the last six weeks or so at yeah, home, especially. Are, well, uh, they're they're an up and down team, definitely. But I think you know that's that's a very good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great great opportunity for Uni to to bounce back uh, I know that yeah there was the, the goalkeeping issue but they still had to score you know they still had to go through and you know I think that yeah it's a good good chance for them and you know for a lot of these players is this is you know if they're on a Masters or they're in their fourth year and they're not going to be here any longer mm. this is this is potentially every game now could be your last game for the uni so yeah. you want to keep that going for as long as you can of course you do of course you do 100% I think I think you're absolutely spot on yeah Okay, we'll end with, with civil service in terms of our, our previews. We obviously went in action last weekend, mm-hmm. um, but I'm pretty sure they've been training, that's for sure. Um, what an odd thing to say. Guy doesn't give days off. Well, obviously they've been training, though. I mean, like, <laughs> they had the League Cup, I mean, the season's over. Uh, East Ellen this weekend, some classic games so far between those two this season. Well, aye, <laughs> two, four, threes. It's, I mean, you're, you're going to ask me in a few minutes a prediction for this one and I think it's all the hallmarks of another absolute classic agreed I think it'll be two two teams two teams absolutely nothing to lose yeah just yeah and see see what they're like so it could easily just be another absolute goal fest yeah agreed and it could for me it could it could really go either way match winners in both teams yep you know you've got I mean I I feel like it is only right that we talk about some of the lonely teams of the season that have been bandied about. You've got Faris still in there, um, a man who has scored 18 goals that I don't even think is quoted in anyone's team, which which is very, very interesting. You know, Ross Allen, I know he's, I know he's a bit of a penalty box striker, etc., but 18 goals speaks for itself. The, for me, like, if you're picking... Like, the omission but... of a lot of civil service players... I think was was very interesting. I think Max having Spartans players as well though, Cal. David Churchill in it right wing back. I know, but we'll, right centre we'll, half. Right centre half. Aye, not even at right wing back because I'm fairly certain against Forrest that's where that's where he he did play. Right wing back. Right wing back. Sorry, yes. Um, and he's been moved further up the pitch, which a hundred percent is where he should be playing, given. Um, you know the season he's had, the goals that he scored and everything. But you've got. Kevin Moore, who one of the best centre halves in in the league for me, not even quoted as you know being oh well I could have had him in. Um, Andy Mayer as well, he's had a fantastic season at uh, left back, left wing back. I think that yeah, yeah, I think it's a a bit of slap in the face for the season that mm. Civil have had, and I think that there's a lot of guys that are just of reputation and. You know, if you're watching certain teams, East Kilbride, BSC, Kelty, uh, on a regular basis, then you know you're giving it to them. But I don't think that you know East Kilbride won the league. But you're not having players. I mean, if you're talking about just East Kilbride, Civil were the team that gave them their hardest games this season. Mm. Um, you know, beat them on aggregate. So for me, it's you know it's baffling, baffling. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, as well. The, the mission. Hundred percent. We'll go. We'll go yeah. on to Spartans because. Yeah. Pff, 
but for me, like every time I've seen Spartans this season, they, they've actually uh, probably out with maybe maybe a handful. I'll go for a handful of games. They've been the better side in every game that I've seen them this season. Yeah, um, they just couldn't convert the possession, the territory mm-hmm. into into and putting the ball in, in the bread bin. That was basically all it came yeah. down to. They didn't have this season. He didn't have the striker to get them the fifteen plus goals that needed. Yeah. Perhaps Jack Smith's injuries played a part in that. I'm, well, I'm sure they. I'm sure they would have. I'm, I'm sure they did. Seeing as he was top goal scorer yeah, last season, absolutely. I'm sure, so, I'm sure the fact that he wasn't fit for the majority of the season contributed to the fact that he didn't have a agreed. goal scorer. But but um, for me to to, to to omit certain players from from, from I mean, that, it's surprising at, for me. You know, Gary Gary Chen got in on on one of the teams, but you know, all along the back four, I don't think. Many of them, I'm surprised that there wasn't at least one of them involved. You know, Carswell's had another solid season. For me, the best midfielder in the league, barring maybe Stephen Husband. Um, surprised that not even quoted again. You know, uh, Subo in the middle of the park. Indeed. Uh, as as has been mentioned, the unsung hero, and and maybe that's the problem. But you take him out of the team and. You know, Spartans. Spartans definitely do not finish top four this this year. There's not. There's not many. There, there's not many players in there. <laughs> yeah. When you look at the elevens mm-hmm. that have been picked, do do when you look at each individual player, there's not many would get in every single team. Yeah. I think Malcolm probably gets in every single team. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I've not seen. Obviously, obviously, I'm biased, and I I've seen a lot of our teams this year, but I've not seen a lot of other teams. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, East Kilbride's etc. And all I'm trying to say is, Subo gets in every every other team in the league. That's basically my point. He gets in every other team in the league team. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. basically that's what my point yeah. comes down to. Well, I think I think the the, the boys that we've mentioned are and they've had good seasons and they've had good good seasons along those lines as well we are biased with the Edinburgh team we're just surprised of course course we're biased with Edinburgh teams but we're just surprised that there's been not more mentions but you also speak I mean if you're speaking about other players I mean you mentioned how many times you mentioned Ross Waters this season well uh, not as many times I've mentioned Mark Waters this season sorry because every single time (laughs) but yeah that's what happens you've got twins playing the same team they're not the way because Ross is two T's Mark's not anyway Mark Waters an absolute class act in the middle of the park. I think he's fantastic. Um, you know, even oh, I'm going to get his name wrong. Yeoman's Daniel's Yeoman. That's it. I mean, the two of them in the middle of the park, outstanding. You know, and obviously in the uni, I haven't had a fantastic season, but you know, there's a few boys in there from Southern Uni. I mean, what they finished tenth in the league, seven wins. I mean, come on, come uh, on. The the cynic in me. Says they may have been put in because of deals they've got next season. Aye, and I just think that nonsense. But yeah, I mean, we are biased. We've seen more, probably of you know of our teams. But yeah, I think that definitely three or four of the boys have been very hard done by. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. Okay, predictions count. Predictions. Okay. Tough one uh, this week. Aye. It's a tough one. There's, there's a few decent games in there. Like it's one of them. You know how much can we sit on the fence for this one? How much? Can I'm we not sitting her? on the fence at all. I think. Okay, um, well, we'll start with we'll start with the big game then. Ember United against Vale. Um. Right, Ember United Vale. I think I think it'll be a lot closer than it was last time. 
Uh, but I think Uni will come through 2-1. 2-1. 2-1 away to Vale. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for oh, that's a right money. You can flip a coin on this one. Uh, I'll go I'll go the reverse and I'll go two one veil. Two one veil. Yeah. Oof. I'll just go the reverse. Oh, the absolute quizzling. Yeah. I just think exams exams are gonna be put on the mind of the boys and just ah, but assignments. Is, this is this is the absolute release of all that. Yeah, maybe. You know, I just get that out of my head and I can go and play football. Possibly. Civil Easterling. Civil Easterling. You know what? Civil. What, three defeats in a row, four games without a win. East Stirling, possibly the form team in 2019 in the, the Lone League. Just, one of. just um, this this calendar year, only one defeat. That defeat, though, did come to... Well, sorry, two. I think I think they lost the weekend there, but... Um, I think Civil want to finish the season strongly. I th- and you know what? I will go 3-2 at the Christy Gillis to Gary Jardin's men 100% I am you know that's my that's my second game of the weekend I'm, I'm looking forward to that one just as much 2-2 full time oh extra time brilliant or does it go straight to penalties don't know right 2-2 <laughs> full time right knowing Gary Jardin's luck in penalties I would say Easter Lemon on pens oh 100% yes Um so that, that that goes back a few years. I'm actually do I have to give a who think one's gonna go through? Can I just say two two full time? Um to be fair, mate, we, we do these ourselves. Uh, I don't think There's any, no rule. I, I, I don't I don't think anyone who listens to these is going is keeping a sort of table and two, going, two, well, he's, he's got that he's got that, mate. Yeah. Right, two two okay. full time. A A T uh, pens perhaps coming to it. Okay. And uh, Friday night, Spartans against Kelty. Spartans against Kelty. I think Spartans will continue the sort of form that they're in. I think that they will take take their place in the next rounds. I think they they beat Kelty last time when Kelty were probably in better better form, better spirits. I think having seen what East Kilbride have done to them, that that should give Spartans a lot of confidence. And I think Spartans will come through two 0 Two 0 I'll go an odd goal. I'll go for one nil Spartans. Yeah, one nil Spartans. Uh, Ember City Elgin. Ember City Elgin. This this is the game where City get their season back on track. I think that there is a slight possibility that key man, apps, and that has been proven so much in the past few weeks. Key man Mark Laird might might be able to make a return. Um, even if that is just just off the bench, but I think that with him back, that's massive, and you know I think City will come through this, and you know the big man will get his fortieth this game, and I think it will be three three one. Oh, I'm gonna go for three 0 When you said the three, I was like, did he do that to me? Three <sighs> 0 yeah. uh, and yeah, Hearts Hibs Ember Derby. Is it Easter Road? So I'll rephrase that. Hibs Hearts. Last last but not least, that um, to be fair. <sighs> like everything, everything points to uh, a sort of Hibs win. Mm. You know, like the form hearts are in, the form Hibs are in. The, but it's a derby, and I think Craig Levine knows exactly what these games mean. I think the way Hearts played in the first twenty five minutes of the last one, they certainly. Certainly had their chances, could easily have yeah, no. uh, 
you know, gone gone a couple of goals to the good. Uh, but I think Hibs at home have been very strong. Um, I think two one Hibs, two one Hibs. That's that's what I'm going to go for. I'm not going to sit on the fence. I think two, that two one Hibs. I think, yeah. I think Hibs that Hibs will come through. Just I I don't think it will be anywhere near as comfortable as a lot of Hibs fans think. Absolutely agree with lot, that. Lot lot is. And I don't think it will be anywhere near as as bad as a lot of Hearts fans Absolutely seem to think. Absolutely agree with that as well. So I think, Absolutely I think that, agree with that. Um, I'm saying two one, but it it could be a one 0 draw. I think I think that I both agree. teams will score. Yeah. Um, and it just just depends on the scoring. If Hearts are to win the game, I think they have to score first. I was actually going to say in our in our preview before I say my own score. I, I'm I'm with you. I think I'm, I think one one two one either way yeah. is going to be the thing. Uh, the, the point I was going to make actually was. Although maybe ironic given the last derby, but I think the first goal in this one's absolutely key. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do. Uh, I'm saying with you, Calm. I actually I can't decide. You're bang on, absolutely bang on. I don't think it's going to be Hibs going to rock up here and win three four nil. I think that's just completely unrealistic. Yeah, I think I think any Hibs fan who is thinking that clearly has not seen Hibs in an Edinburgh derby in a good <laughs> ever. Period. Like so, <laughs> that's 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 definitely one one for the. Come on, yeah. but no. Uh, okay. To decide on one, I'm going to go for a 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one. there yeah. we go. Right. I think it'll be a set piece for Hearts, and then I think it'll be, I think Hibs would probably score from through open play, given that they're very strong at set pieces, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Any shouts of the weekend, Cal? Um, well, it was a few boys at the Cumbernauld, just weird. I mean, the linesman, shout, like, having a wee conversation with me was odd. Um, but didn't they really hear many, many at Spartans. Uh but, oh, I Chen turning around to me and saying that it was 22 degrees. I was like, Jesus. I mean, Christ, I was knackered just watching. And he goes, I did play 38 when I was over in the States. I was like, oh, oh, I Did you? I, you're big time. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's brilliant. No, no. Uh, <laughs> aye. So I think, I think that's, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, some laddie. Some laddie. Aye. Okay. Thank you for listening. I've been Andrew. I've been Cal. And that was the Ember of Football Podcast.